while he's living, Abu Bakr has no right to mm. bring Sunnah. No. Umar has no right to bring Sunnah. Uthman has no right to bring mm. Sunnah. Ali ibn Abi Talib has no right to bring Sunnah. Now you tell me who is better than this among this mm. Ummah. So if none of them has the right to bring a sunnah to this ummah because it's not a joke like the grave of Patrice Lalumba or Kwame Nkuro or Magna Tuma in the people who are actually messed up. Not that. <laughs> you see, I, I know it's really serious, you know, it's that serious topic, right? It's a serious <laughs> Assalamu alaikum it's John Fontaine. Just before we begin the podcast, please make sure you click subscribe and also set your notifications. And make sure you check out the earlier podcasts. We're up to around 40 podcasts so far. There's lots of podcasts there for you to benefit from. Make sure you check that out. Also, if you can go to the John Fontaine YouTube channel as well, click subscribe, set your notifications, and also enjoy the other videos. There's a Thick of Love series, a series on Christianity, and other videos uh, regarding Dawah. Also, if you'd like to support the podcast by supporting us financially uh, with the equipment and the travel costs and the running costs, not just of the podcast, but also the other Dawah activities I'm involved in, please support on the Patreon account. Jazakallah assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Yeah, so, so these, these books of hadith that we, we have today, you know, the collections of hadith. So just to clarify for the people that these Imams collected these statements, you know, from the, from the scholars of their time. And, and it has an isnad back, like the Quran also has an isnad. These hadith, every single statement, of course the authentic ones, have an isnad right back to the Prophet peace be upon him. There is no hadith that is authenticated without isnad back to Rasulullah, mm. not even one. Mm. And Imam al-Bukhari that people sometimes say, why will you just accept, uh, he is a human being like you and things like mm. that. Nobody said he is a super um, angel. Mm. It's something that he put time into. Yeah. He spent six, 16 years compiling that book. Mm. How long did you study to, to know that what he did is not authentic? Yeah. If you had spent another 16 years and then you come out to say I've spent another 16 years That's not in learning, in just compiling And in Bukhari you have approximately 7,000 hadith yeah. That not one hadith that he included in his Sahih or Al-Jami' Except he had prayed two rak'at consulting Allah Whether this is authentic or not after istishara and istikhara, that's when he will include the hadith in his collection. Mm. How many istikhara prayer um, has he done? If that's the case, mm. over 7,500 istikhara prayer. How many prayer do you do? Even Fajr, how many prayer do we do? Even Fajr, you miss. Mm. Maybe if you try your best, Zuhr, because you're at work. And then Isha, you miss because you're eating. And this someone. None or you know none obligatory salawat. He had prayed over seven thousand. Mm -hmm. This is this takes us oh, back no. to the hadith of Ibn Majah from uh, Abu Bakr ibn mm -hmm. Abi Shaiba. A person is just reclining, mm -hmm. chilling. Mm -hmm. So these were the individuals yeah. that brought all the um, the hadith and the narrations mm -hmm. to us. 
till today we have them and now whenever they bring something to the table they accept there were some imams that were Im ab above bukhari well now well knowledgeable well educated that imam al-bukhari learned from so when he brings something that is not authentic you think his scholars will be quiet hmm. there were number of number of them that were above him hmm. so they will criticize so the fact that they were quiet that means what he put hmm. and collected are authentic hmm. and now let me give you this so that we can substantiate this um, statement there was an imam known as Sulaiman Ibn Dawood Ash-Shadakuni rahimahullah so Imam Sulaiman Ibn Dawood Ash-Shadakuni rahimahullah uh, this Imam Allah had blessed with so much knowledge and hadith to be specific that when he listens to you with few words he knows where you're coming from and he can criticize you Umar al-Naqid said Sami'tu Ahmad ibn Hanbalin يقول لما دخل الشاذكوني بغداد هيا بنا نتعلم نقد الرجال هلا بنا نتعلم نقد الرجال من الشاذكوني he was so knowledgeable that when he listens to you few words he will be able to criticize you that's how knowledgeable he was so when he entered Baghdad Baghdad today known as Baghdad so when he went to Baghdad you know, Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal said to Al-Naqid, another criticizer known as Umar, he said to Umar Al-Naqid, come on, let's go and learn how to criticize men who are not worthy of hadith mm. or worthy to report hadith because they are weak. Mm. You see? You know, Imam Shamsuddin Al-Dhahabi, he commented over this. He said, كَفَى بِهَا مُصِيبَةً أَنْ يَكُونَ رَأْسًا فِي نَقْدِ الرِّجَالِ وَلَا يَنْقُدُ نَفْسًا He said this, is enough this is enough as a calamity and tragedy this is enough you know as a tragedy for him to be headmaster of all criticizers yet he does not criticize himself and that's what we see today especially some of our brothers that are in this da'wah of al-athariya and da'wah to Salafi Hazihi Al-Ummah and Da'wah to that which Sahaba were upon. This clean and unadulterated Da'wah of Athariya and Da'wah of Salafiyya back to Salafi Hazihi Al-Ummah. Some of us, you know, we don't get it right when it comes to approach of, you know, giving it to others. So here, Imam Al-Dhabi is saying, all what he specialized, that's why he described him as Ahadul Halka, one of those who were ruined at the end. Because if with all what he knew because if all your you know you know goals and objectives and you know you know vision is just to criticize people and keep on talking about them number one the knowledge even if you have it will run will, will just flee from your you know system mm. number two if you don't have it forget it you will just be ruined so just you know when it comes to this dean let me share this with you because it's just too much if you want to talk about hadith you know you have to make sure that you know this men how they lived where they were like you know your own names if not you're gonna mess up big time mm. if you don't know them like your own family members or even more you can't speak mm. do you know we will get back to um, Imam Shadzakuni's report do you know the leaders of hadith fiqh and qira'a that Allah had blessed during the time of Imam Malik, Ibn Anas, 
the scholar of Medina that the Prophet said, as Imam Tirmidhi reported, people will travel from all walks of life just to learn from him. Do you know what is, um, Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal said? Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal said, you know, this is from the report of Nuaim ibn Muhammad. He said, Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal was in the company of his teachers, the leaders, the top imams of the world. Three. Im now, Imam Ahmad was already a scholar. You already know his level. But now here are those who were actually ahead of him before mm. he get to, this, to that position. Number one, Imam Malik ibn Anas. Mm. Number two, Imam Sufyan ibn Sa'id al-Thawri. Number three, Imam Abdul Rahman ibn Amr al-Awza'i. Awza'i rahimahullah, Imam al-Awza'i was the Imam of Sham altogether. Imam Malik was the Imam of Medina altogether. And Imam Sufyan ibn Sa'id in Thawri was the Imam of Kufa altogether. You go to Medina, you ask the Imam, no one will prefer any scholar over Imam Malik ibn Anas. And no one will prefer a scholar in Asham over Al-Awza'i. And absolutely no one will dare to come prefer someone over Sufyan ibn Sa'id at Thawri in Kufa. So three of them met. And here's Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal sitting observing. You know, if that was someone, he would say, I'm educated too, let me also talk. Mm. No, if you're popular, doesn't mean you get the knowledge locked. Mm. You feel me? Yeah. So he is popular. It's but funny. now you're talking vanguards here. Mm. You're talking, you know, chiefs of this movement. Mm. So Imam Ahmad is heavy. But now here you're talking about super duper cooper heavy. Until later on, he came to that level. Yeah. Imam Ahmad himself and had done something that some of them were unable to even accomplish mm. because of what he grabbed from them. Mm. So now three mm. of them, each one is a symbol of his what? Country. Mm. Each one of them, a symbol of his country. And here is even Ismail ibn Ayyash saying that Adraktu nasa sanata sanata arba'ina wa mi'a yaqulun Al-Awza'i Imam Al-Ummah. Abu Ismail ibn Ayyash said, I met, he was a scholar, I met people, year 140 of Hijrah, saying that Imam Al-Awza'i is the Imam of the Ummah. Hmm. Imam Malik was there. Hmm. Sufyan al-Thawri likewise. So now all of them are sitting. Now if you pick their brains, they're not like, they're not just like intellectuals or professors in the university. If you compare them to intellectuals, you get lost. Now these imams sit in when they finish, you know, talking. Or like today, each one trying to prove I'm the super, another one I'm the cooper. And we thought we turned to be like gas from super to cooper. You see, so each one of them is just bringing to the table what Allah had vowed saved onto them. So when they finished, now Imam Ahmad still observing, when they left, Imam, both of them, because both were visiting Imam Malik. So when they left, as they were departing, Imam Ahmad said, I heard Imam Malik ibn Anas saying, Ahaduhuma a'lamu bi sahibi wala yasluhu lil-imama. Imam Malik commented when they were leaving, Ahmad ibn Hanbal al-Allama said, he said one of them, is more knowledgeable than the other, but is not qualified to be an imam. Mm. Meaning imam of the ummah. If, mm. you talk, if you want to be like, have a khalifa. Yeah. 
one of them is more knowledgeable than the other, but not qualified to be a Khalifa. Mm. Because that's what they refer to as an Imam, mm. an Imam al-Akbar. Yeah. One of them, because both of them are well knowledgeable. And you know, when they say well knowledgeable, then, you know, they are equipped and they contribute to their own, you know, you know the, what, what is known as siyasa al-shari'iyya, that today we may translate that into, you know, source of power, which is politics. Mm. They contributed to the politics of the time to a point that even their Khalifa, they can't do without them. And if one of them refuse to be um, a, either qadi, a judge mm. for the nation, he is in prison. Imam Abu Hanifa died in prison mm. when he refused to accept that position. When he passed away, they went to Sufyan Thawri to accept. That's when he ran and he went to Medina. He mm. went to Saudi, hiding. And then when they realized that was Sufyan Thawri, because the Khalifa said, whoever brings Sufyan Thawri, he has a big cut. You know, that's how the government always get people. And if you're not lucky, maybe sometimes your own blood will sell, will sell you for peace of nothing. Mm. So he kept on hiding. When they discover he is in Saudi, he ran to Yemen. He became an employee of a farmer just so that he can disguise. Mm. Why? He doesn't want to be a Qadi. Today, what? You want me to be the Qadi and the top man of the nation? I'm coming. Naqshabandi, move. He, <laughs> he, he, he coming to... Yeah. to take the position but they were fleeing from that so back to the statement he said one of them is worthy of being an imam although the other is more knowledgeable imam ahmad who knew the terminology of imam malik he said what imam malik meant is that as thawri is more knowledgeable than awza'i but awza'i is worthy of being the leader mm. now you will not understand what he meant until you realize the report of abdullah ibn al-mubarak Abdullah ibn al-Mubarak, another heavyweight student of those individuals, he said, if you were to ask me who to be appointed as the political, religious leader, I would say one of these two. Either Awza'i, Al-Awza'i, or Al-Thawri. So either we choose you know, Abdurrahman ibn Amr Al-Awza'i, or we choose Sufyan ibn Sa'id Al-Thawri. But if the choice is given to me to choose one of the two, if you ask me to choose, you know, between the two, I will choose Al-Awza'i because he is much more mild and much more lenient to deal with. Because when it comes to leadership, you have to know how to get your point across, but without biting your tongue or apologizing to any. You have to learn how to get the message. How, you know, Imam Ibn Malik said in his Alfiyah, you have to know that the point of teaching is not to tell the truth. Mm. When it comes to teaching, when it comes to this religion, when it comes to passing on the legacy, the purpose or the main objective is not to tell the truth. It's to get people to accept that truth. That's the objective. Mm. That's the main point. Yeah. Because if you tell the truth and they shun, that's not how Prophet dealt with their own people. They, they will come, his people will be insulting them. If the point is to tell them the truth, I already told you the truth. What Allah gave me, I told them, I'm done. You know, when you're still insulting me, I'm done with you. Y'all just go to Jahannam. I finished teaching you. Like today, we see some people. I gave my mother a pamphlet. I gave her some CDs. I gave her some videos. I just even, I even bought her a computer and even a phone. She didn't even listen. You know, mom, I, I'm tired. 
You may not do that with your mother because you love her, but with regular people. So if you love, you know, your brothers and your family members, that's the same thing with da'wah. Mm. So this da'wah, al-Muhammadiyya, al-Athariyya, al-Salafiyya, needs that type of approach of that of al-Awza'i. Although Sufyan al-Thawri, he's an immaculate, you can't get to his level. Yeah. So we have to know how to gauge people. What will allow me to present this message in a very, you know, presentable yeah. format? For him to understand being accepted that's yeah. the purpose of da'wah if it's the truth you can just tell the truth and keep moving yeah. when you have a client what is your objective and main goal mm. for him to just come and look mm. stuff and leave or to buy yeah you need to convince you need to use wisdom there's so many things that, so many things yeah. even he crazy but you just be because business you need him yeah. so you be you gentle with him even he goes crazy, but you need him. Yeah. You need to be patient with him. Yeah. So that's what happened with these imams, Ridwanullahi yeah. alim ajma'een. And Imam al-Shadhakuni that we are talking about, Suleiman ibn Dawood, al-Munqiri al-Shadhakuni, rahimahullah, the well-known imam, he said, Sami'tu Sufyan al-Thawri. Now I'm about to drop you some heavy weights that included those previously and somebody else. Now, another imams, all of them heavyweights. Okay, so Imam Ash-Shadhukuni, Sulaiman ibn Dawood, al-Minqar rahimahullah, he reported, he says, Sami'tu Sufyan ibn Uyayna. This is another Sufyan ibn Uyayna, almost like nine years younger than the first Sufyan. But both of them, imams of hadith, imams of fiqh, imam of qiraat, and all of them are, you see them in the books of Aimma al-Kibar, because they were their teachers, like that of Bukhari and Muslim and Tirmidhi and Darimi and Abu Mawsil, you know, uh, Al-Mawsili, Abu Ya'la, and all um, the others. Ya'qub ibn Abi Sheba and other vanguards. So here is Sufyan, uh, Suleyman ibn Suleyman, al-Shadhakun is saying, Sami'tu Sufyan ibn Uyayna yaqul, Kana al-Awza'iyu wa al-Thawriyu biminan. Faqala al-Awza'iyu li Sufyana, Ma'lak lam tarfa'a yadayka fi al-Khafdi? Lam tarfa'a, Lima la tarfa'a yadayka fi al-Khafdi wa al-Rafi'a? Faqala, Haddathana Yazid ibn Abi Ziyad, فقال الأوزاعي روى لك الزهري عن سالم عن أبيه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وتعارضني بيزيد رجل ضعيف الحديث وحديثه مخالف للسنة فغضب سفيان وحمر وجهه back again let me i brought it at the very beginning because i wanted the arabic part to be in it because we have also in some you know countries you know, that you have some extreme as well when it comes to, you know, presenting this message and going beyond board. And this is what my sheikh said, and I'm, I'm on it. I don't care what somebody else says. That's not how ilm goes. Yeah. You see? So, Ash-Shadhakuni said, I heard Sufyan ibn Uyayna saying that Al-Awza'i and Al-Thawri both met in Mina. And you know, in Mina, usually that's where you meet some people that in life you may think like impossible to see them. Mm. So that's like a meeting point. So they all met in Mina. When they met in Mina, here is Sufyan ibn Uyayna now observing. Now another student, right? Observing heavyweight. So they finished praying. Al-Awza'i said to Sufyan al-Thawri, Why is it that when you go to Ruku'ah and rise from Ruku'ah, you're not holding your hands or raising your hands? I see you going to Ruku'ah, Allahu Akbar, you go straight to Ruku'ah. Sami Allahu liman hamida, you come right back. 
you do not raise your hands. Why? He said, Haddathana Yazid ibn Abi Ziyad. Like that, the knowledge is dropping. Mm. It's, that's why I told you it's like, it's like, it's like observable universe. Mm. The knowledge is there. With number of ahadith, thousands and thousands, he mm. just sitting bringing it like that. Mm. So when he asked him, why is it that you're not raising your hands? Mm. When you go to Rukur, and when you rise from Rukur, he said, because uh, my sheikh told me, who was the sheikh Yazid ibn Abi Ziyad? The moment he began quoting with Isnad, this is another heavy weight. If you throw a punch, he knows how to come and, uh, you know, um, <coughs> respond to it. Mm. So when he told him that Yazid ibn Abi Ziyad informed him, he already, know where, he already knew where he was going. Mm. You see, when you debate an educated person, mm. you become comfortable. Mm. When you get into a debate, and the one whom you are debating with is educated, mm. it's easier mm. to convince or it's easier to be convinced. Mm. But when you, you know, get into a debate with someone who just, I heard, mm. it doesn't make sense logically. Imam Malik used to say, if this deen needs logic of men, Allah would have used the minds of his prophets because they are in more much mind frame than us and much more, you know, well balanced than mm. us. He would have used their brains rather than the brains of the people of today. Power, nice statement. <laughs> so imagine, mm. this is like over a thousand years ago. What do you think of the brain of today? Today's mm. brains, packed mm. with, today a person cannot even memorize his own mother's phone number. Why? Mm. Because it's in his smartphones. So we end up carrying smartphones that the smartphones tend to be smarter than us. Mm. Without them we can't Spiral. function. Without them we can't mm. even recall anything. So back to the Imams, Sufyan ibn Uyayna said, when Al-Awza'i asked Al-Thawri, why is it that you do not raise your hands when going to Ruku'ah and when rising from Ruku'ah? He said, because Yazid ibn Abi Ziyad informed me. So he knew where he was going. So he said, hold on. Rawa laka al-Zuhriyu an Salimin an Abihi an al-Nabiyyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa tu'aridhuni bi Yazid rajulin da'if al-Hadith. Imam al-Zuhri reported, on the authority of Salim, on the authority of his father, on the authority of the Prophet. Now another, Sufyan authority, he knew this one. Because mm. all of them, they heavyweight. So they know what they were talking about. So mm. when he mentioned this is not, Sufyan authority now is saying, boy, this guy, man, this guy, man, he coming on me hard. Mm. So he said this number of scholars had mentioned and reported a hadith and you contradicting me with the isnad and report of Yazid ibn Abi Ziyad, someone whose hadith is weak, and you know that? Mm. It's like today. Statement that some people are mm. coming up with today to confuse people, they know it's weak. Mm. But for some reason, you know, this is how Allah tests people. And no one is immune. Mm. And that's why we always make the dua. Ya muqallib al-qulub, thabbit qulubana ala deenik. Or the Prophet will say, Ya muqallib al-qulub, thabbit qalbi ala deenik. Oh, the one who controls the heart, the controller of the hearts, keep my heart firm on this deen. Mm -hmm. That's the Prophet. So forget Imam. Mm -hmm. Forget a Shaykh. Forget an Imam today, no matter where he from. Because there's no Imam, like Imam of all Imams, Sayyid Waladi Adam mm. Ajma'in. So this is what happened with that Imam. So back again, he said that you know that the person whose hadith you bring into the table is weak. Mm. So when he said that, Sufyan al-Thawri cannot say anything beyond that. Mm. 
So now look, what happened? His face turned red. He became upset. Mm. So, so Imam Al-Awza'i said, غضبت, As if you are angry. Mm. As if you are angry at what I said. Mm. And then Sufyan Al-Thawri didn't say anything. He said, okay, if you still think like what I said is not the truth in this matter, we are in Mina. Al-Maqam. Mm. The Maqam Ibrahim near Kaaba is only like maybe 20 minutes walk from us because in Mina, yeah. if you're closer to Mina, 20 minutes yeah. walk, you can get to Maqam. So here is Maqam. We ain't too far. You we not, not in Sham. You from Sham. I'm from Kufa. We're not there. Not, Mina is right here. Both of us, let's go to Al Maqam Nalta'in Ayuna Al Al Haq. Let's invoke curse upon mm. each other to see who is upon the truth. This, this is Deen. Mm. This is not someone's baggage. Mm. This deen doesn't belong to any country. Mm. No one owns the deen. This is deenullah. Yeah. So the deen is not known by men or country. No matter how educated their denizens are. So he said, if you think what I said is not the truth in this matter, maqam is right here. Let's invoke curse. Invoke curse on me and I do the same. When he realized, and then the reporter said, Sufyan ibn Uyani said, فَرَأَيْتُهُ ابْتَسَمْ لَمَّا رَأَ الْأَوْزَاعِيُّ قَدْ احْتَدْ Then Sufyan al-Thawri, he smiled. When he realized that al-Awza'i ain't playing, he's serious. So this is the deen of Allah. Now number of lessons to be gleaned and driven from this. One, you can see Sufyan al-Thawri, per statement of Imam Malik, he's knowledgeable than al-Awza'i. All of them knowledgeable. Both were knowledgeable. But knowledge-wise, if you really want to go to the next level, is Sufyan. But Sufyan brought a statement. If that was us today, why do you do this? How many, we're talking scholars, we ain't talking regular people. How many will just of his own brain begin to bring you proofs like that mm. with men, mm. with Isnad? How many will be able to do that? Mm. Now he just brought that. But the proof that he brought to the, you know, he brought to yeah. the table is weak. Yeah. So it doesn't mean if you have a proof, you're right. Yeah. It doesn't mean if you memorize hadith, what you are saying is the right thing. Yeah. If it, it doesn't mean if you bring an ayah to the table, it's right. You may bring an ayah, but that's not the proof for this matter. Mm. You may bring a hadith, but that's not the truth to this matter. So Sufyan is knowledgeable than Awza'i. Yes, no one argues. But guess what? He's not right here. So the YouTubers and YouBooters and Twitters and all the social media we say that when you see scholars or maybe students of knowledge sometimes in the same manhaj, this coming after this or this coming after this, don't be perplexed and confused and bewildered. Why is it that these people are fighting like that? Always what you have to do is that this is deen. Mildly, gently, respectfully, I just bring mine to the table. Bring yours. If yours is stronger, I accept. If mine is stronger, mm. you accept. It doesn't mean if you're knowledgeable than me, it means all what you bring to the table is the right thing. And if it doesn't mean if I'm knowledgeable, who, someone who is knowledgeable than somebody, whatever he says is yeah. the right thing. Yeah. So we learn this just few things because I know there's yeah. a lot to say in, yeah. to, in this regard. Now here another heavyweight. Since you want to yeah. talk about hadith, we can't yeah. be talking without Isnad in here. So one more. Another example. Okay, let me Google real quick. Another example, since you say one more, let me choose the best of the, uh, uh, you know, whatever is out there for this topic. Um, okay, here, you take this one here. 
it is reported that Ishaq ibn Rahuya or Rahawi, two pronunciations, Ishaq ibn Rahuya, he was so knowledgeable to a point that his teachers turned to learn from him. When I say his teachers, not like regular, this is not like regular coffee from McDonald's that no matter how much of sugar you put in it, it's still bitter. Not that. <laughs> so, here is uh, the Imam, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, may Allah have mercy on him. He's reporting and he's telling us that this Imam, Ishaq ibn Rahuya, mm. he was so educated and so sophisticated, he was an Imam. When Imams describe him, they don't say Imam. And you know, Imam then is not like Imam of the Masjid today. So that's not what yeah. we're talking about. Al Imam Al Kabir. Like the heavyweight Imam Al Kabir, Shaykh Al Mashriq, Sayyid Al Hufad, the Shaykh of Mashriq and the master of all Hufad. He was so educated to a point that his teachers came and learned from him. His teacher, like, you know, Baqiya ibn al Walid, his teacher, like, Yahya ibn Adam, to a point that his mate, his associate, and his fellow mates, they learned from him. And who were they? Ahmad ibn Hanbal and Yahya ibn Ma'in. Can you imagine that? And who were his students who took from him? Individuals like Muhammad ibn Yahya, the Shaykh of Bukhari. And Bukhari himself, and Muslim. And so what, what will you say about this? Is, is this like an odd cloud info? Hmm. That even if you placed in our solar system, it will just engulf like that. It's like a vacuum. So this imam, that's who he was. Do you know what he said? He said, إِذَا جِتَمَعَ الْأَوْزَاعِيُّ وَالثَّوْرِيُّ وَمَالِكٌ عَلَىٰ أَمْرٍ فَهُوَ سُنَّةٌ if these three come to a consensus or they come to the consensus on a matter or any affair in this life and they all have their own general consensus over that matter, it is Sunnah. Because each one of them represents what? Yeah. Represents ilm yeah. in his peninsula or in his continent from all walks of life. If these three, Awza'is, Thawri, Malik, Radiallahu Anhum, Ajma'in, Wa Rahimahumullah, if they agree on a matter, it is Sunnah. Imam al-Dhahabi said, with all due respect, I'm quoting, that's not, with all due respect, that's not from me. Imam al-Dhahabi, I'm quoting him. Shamsuddin, he said, with all due respect, but it's Sunnah too. ما سنه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أو بل السنة ما سنها النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم والخلفاء الراشدون من بعده والإجماع ما أجمعت عليه علماء الأمة والإجماع ما أجمع عليه علماء الملة وقيل الأمة he said Rather, the sunnah is not what these three agreed upon. The sunnah is that which the Prophet himself had sunnahized, mm. had put on the table for us to take. Mm. 
hmm. has brought to the world, no matter their level, they can they can bring Sunnah. Hmm. Sunnah is only that which is from Rasulullah, hmm. sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So that means no imam in the world, because we believe in these three imams, yeah. that you need at least spiritually, intellectually, dialectically, rationalistically, you know, physically, mentally, whatever that you want to say, you will need at least, at least, like maybe, like maybe 50 or 100 imams um, to amount to one of these individuals. Huh? Mm. Yet, a sunnah is not what they say. A sunnah is what the Prophet himself said. Because if Allah loves them so much more than the Prophet, he would have sent them to be the Prophet. Mm. But the fact that he is the Prophet, he's the only one entitled to bring in about the sunnah from what he had learned from Kitab Rabbil Izzah. And then he added, he said, And a sunnah is also that which al-khulafa, the four rightly guided khalifa, had also brought to the table. That's also a sunnah, providing that sunnah is after his death. While he's living, Abu Bakr has no right to bring sunnah. Yeah. Umar has no right to bring sunnah. Uthman has no right to bring sunnah. Ali ibn Abi Talib has no right to bring sunnah. Now you tell me who is better than this among this ummah. So if none of them has the right mm. to bring a sunnah to this ummah because it's not a joke like the grave of Patrice Lalumba or Kwame Nkura or Magna Tuma in the people who are actually messed up. Not that. <laughs> you see, I, I know it's really serious, you know, it's that serious topic, right? It's a serious <laughs> You always do this, subhanAllah. No, but Sheikh, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal when we learn about these people of Hadith. We know they have high status. Indeed. You know, but at, at the same time, when we're talking about religion, we've got to bring it back to the Prophet That's it. You know, you need that. And that's, again, we're coming back to that it's not the authentic mm. uh, statements from the Prophet SallAllahu Sheikh. Sheikh, it's, 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 we could carry on. No. For, for for hours and hours, right? But we, we really don't have much time left. So maybe if you got some final points that you'd like to to, okay. to finish on. So um, although we're still in this and did not finish yet, but I will say that the people of Quran must be the people of a Sunnah, and the people of a Sunnah should be the people of Quran because they go hands to hands, mm -hmm. and it's inappropriate for a person. It's inappropriate for a person to say, I specialized in Arabic, or my specialties is in Hadith, or my specialties is in a Sunnah. This is Amrun Muhdath. This is something newly interpolated or invented or newly inserted into the Deen. It wasn't such a thing as it, my, my specialties, uh, I sp I've specialized in Quran, or my expertise um, are only in Hadith. Mm. or only in fiqh, or only in uh, Arabic grammar, or rhetoric, or I'm only. Because a person who specializes in only one, mm. he can't contribute much. Mm. And often he may end up contradicting others, and then it becomes a fitna. Yeah. So I call the youth and the elders and the people who want to take their religion seriously, they want to be serious about the deen? Two, one. 
when you learn you cannot learn everything but if you take basics of each field you will be able to build yourself mm. so in each and every field ground yourself even with little mm. and when it comes to learning don't learn nahwa and learn quran and learn qiraat and learn this because they are they, you know they, they they something beautiful yeah this is our deen yeah. and when you begin to learn do not learn like few things from here few things from here few things from here few pick one until you master that mm. then move on yeah and then you master that and then move on mm. until you finish mm. so i call the young hafaz who are in the university today around the world the prestigious universities that allah mm. blessed us whether it is al azhar university or al madina university or at tayyiba university or university of mecca or university mm. of riyadh or university yeah. of kairawan wherever you are around the world try your best not mm. just to learn only one aspect yeah. if you come out you will not be like as a person of knowledge should be like a rock yeah. wherever you drop him he will wake up yeah. so this is what i want to share with the people mm. and not only to be memorizing alhamdulillah we have so many memorizers of the quran which is very um, appreciative act add to that the understanding of arabic so to understand when you recite without any aid from yusuf ali's translation to help you understand that mm. understanding in its own language and then move to a sunnah to learn enough hadith learn this field and then move to fiqh and keep on building and do not forget your portion in this dunya so all the imams that we mentioned for the most part they were entitled to a payment and checks from their own government but they refused they wanted to be free like sufyan that we talked about he said if it wasn't for this if it wasn't for my own money my own pocket money that i run for my own business to feed myself and for uh, and my family mm. if it wasn't for my mm. own pocket money that i don't need the mm. government to give me something yeah. i would have been a handkerchief in the hands of the leaders mm. so being you know um, imams and mm. teachers and scholars at the same time professionals so you have your own professional mm. job and you have this islam along Thank you for being with us and thank you for listening. Jazakallah good nice insights we learned about some of the scholars of hadith and uh, I look forward to having you back in the future and hopefully we can uh, just keep going you know the, this sharing some of this knowledge that you have you know with, with the people so we can learn more about our predecessors in this religion. Jazakallah alaykum أحببت ولكن الله يهدي من يشاء